welcome to Simonche. Hello. I'm Sydney. I'm Shu. And tonight we are talking to you about Coco Pelli. Ooh, the legend of the Coco Pelli. Um, so I it seems like a really weird topic for our show, but um I wanted to talk about it because he is like um he's a fertility deity. Okay. And I remember when I was a kid, my mom read a book about him. She was super into the Southwest, which is why we moved out here. Um, and she had said that um, some some people thought that the myth evolved because during times when there was a shortage of men, they were out hunting or whatever, um, they needed to keep up with population increasing, but they couldn't just say this one dude is fucking all the women. Like that right. culturally would be unacceptable. So they would say, well, Coco Pelli got this girl pregnant. Um, and I thought that was really interesting. Um, even more interesting is that I didn't find that in any of my research for the show. Oh, really? Yeah, it's not like I did a lot of research. Mythologies are weird to research because it's like there's so many different tellings and retellings. And Coco Pelli is a main dude in a lot of Native American uh, tribes. So I found at least 16 different tribes that believe in him. Um, or he's involved in their beliefs. And so it's like, I can't get to the bottom of all that. Right. I got other things to do. <laughs> right. I'm crocheting a blanket right now, you know? It's like... Gotta get that blanket made. It's getting cold. It's getting cold out. I gotta make... Can you imagine? I have no... I don't own a blanket. I'm just... I have to crochet one before winter comes. I could totally... You live in Arizona. Yeah. Most... The majority of the year, you do not need a blanket. Maybe a sheet. Maybe a sheet. And so, you know, once it turns October, you should at least be planning on your winter blanket, if not starting it. And I I, I do believe that is something all Arizonans do. Yes. They just, they make their yearly winter blanket. They make their yearly blanket. Well, if you're a Pueblo Indian, you could believe that Cocopelli would come to town with a sack full of seeds and blankets on his back ah. um but we will get to that is that why his back is curved there's uh varying stories okay. so uh so cocopelli he's a fertility deity common in many native american cultures in the american southwest um and he's over a thousand years old so he's a real old dude and uh i wrote down um he looks like a humpbacked flute player, and in some depictions, he has feathers or antenna protruding out of his head. And um, because he's a fertility deity, he presides over. Oh, she has a drawing. So I have like I have a notebook full of notes, and Shu has a drawing of Cocobelli. So <laughs> I did. I have to say, I do have mad, mad respect for the Native American culture. Um, I just had zero time to research. So. That's fine. But well, I knew you would do it, so. I did, because I do it at the laundromat. Oh. I, they probably think I'm crazy, because I roll up with four garbage bags full of laundry, and then I have a whole spread of notebooks and different colored pens, and I do all my show notes at the laundromat. That's perfect, though. Like, it's nice. The folding time to table. Kill. Yeah, the folding tables make a great standing desk. <laughs> nice. Um, okay, I'm sorry. Go no, on. It's go fine. On. <laughs> this is a good snapshot into my life. Um, so common with most fertility deities, he presides over childbirth and agriculture, 
as well as the reproduction of game animals. So basically, uh, fertility deities are about eating and fucking. Yeah, just keeping the whole system going. Yeah. Um, and so he's this humpbacked flute player, and some people think he has his hump is full of seed. And that's like, it's the children that he puts into women. And other people think it's was inspired by uh, like traveling vendors. That's not the right word, but traveling vendors who would come into like, who would travel and come into tribal areas and sell them blankets and stuff. And that's what the sack is. Um, He also uh, sometimes is depicted with an exaggerated phallus. But the reason we don't see that much anymore is because when Spanish missionaries uh, came and tried to, uh, what do they call it? Like, quote unquote, civilize these Native Americans. Convert them into the 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 Christian culture. Yeah. They were like, hey, you should like tone down that dick. Mm. And so the missionaries made the dick go away because white people are like, I shouldn't say white people. Europeans are obsessed with like sexual repression. I know. What is that about? It's so weird. I know. I remember in college, I took a history of fashion class. And in India, women used to like the saris didn't cover your upper body. Men and women both just wore something from the waist down. And it wasn't until Europeans came over and were like, hey, you should get into Christianity and cover your breasts up because those are now sexual. Instead of being these, like, beautiful things that feed children and are just part of their bodies, they're like, those are those are sex. Those are dirty pillows. Cover them up. Who hurt the Europeans? Who hurt them? Why are they like that? Who hurt you? What happened? Um, I don't know. They suck. But, uh... <laughs> Not for Europeans. No, Europeans don't suck each other's dicks because they're like, ooh, that's they're so broods. They're broods. No. I, I mean, now they're I not. Mean, they're more sexually liberal than the United States. Yeah. No, now the U.S. is full of prudes. We're leading the the globe in prudism. It's very sad. Help yeah. us break the cycle. Help us, or if you live in a country that sucks less, uh, marry me so I can have dual citizenship. There you go. It's too late for shoe. Mm, sorry. She married a Native American and she's now has dual citizenship as a citizen of the world. As a child, I was obsessed with the Native American culture. Really? Yes. I just wanted to be a Native American so badly. And I grew up in Southwest New Mexico. So there are a lot of Native Americans there and the culture is very strong there. And I wore tons of turquoise. I had moccasins. I had my mom collected Kachina dolls um, and we just read a lot about the cultures and, you know, like all the different meanings of the Kachina dolls and all the myths that they believe in and legends. And it's just such a beautiful culture to me. They're so close to nature Mm -hmm. and it's such an important integral role of their community and I just find them as a as a culture and a people just beautiful and fascinating. Yeah, and I love it. I think that's amazing. Yeah. Um. Yes, I have. I have mad respect. Mad respect for Native Americans. Um. As a total aside, I much like most white people was told growing up that I was uh, a sixteenth Native American, and it's always with white people the stereotype is it's always a sixteenth and it's always Cherokee. And um, 
one of uh, one of our listeners actually told me that sometimes uh, that comes up in families because someone will have had a child with a black person like way back in their lineage and it wasn't if you said like oh I had a kid with my slave or I had a kid with like a free black person um it wasn't respected but if you said oh well it's I had a kid with a Native American it was more acceptable so a lot of people who think that they have Native American in their bloodline it's not it's actually African um but so I always was like, I mean, probably I'm part Native American because my family's been here since before the Revolutionary War. Like mm-hmm. somebody had to fuck somebody. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I did that DNA test. Mm-hmm. I did yeah. ancestry DNA and uh, it came back zero percent Native American. Huh. None at all. Well, that's so interesting that the exact same thing happened with um, Deacon's dad or his dad, his grandpa. His grandpa always thought that he was like a large percentage of him's Native American. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, the DNA test said zero. But also, I don't know how accurate those are, like Ancestry. Or They're like pretty the... accurate because they can chart your like it. it's based on the mitochondrial DNA and like okay. where people moved through the world back like millennia. Uh-huh. I took um, a physical anthropology course at university and they explained how that works um and they can even with with men they can get even more of a accurate dna picture because they have uh x and y so they get like different dna profiles i don't know yeah but um so yeah uh but interesting i yeah i found out i'm not um not native american i am part uh middle eastern and so maybe it's like a similar thing where they were like, no, say, say, say native, say native. That explains any sort of brown in our family. Right. So. I, yeah, I want to do the test because I, did you, you saw my dad at the wedding? Like, yeah. Your dad looks like Pitbull. What? <laughs> Your dad looks like old man Pitbull. The singer? Yeah. Are you serious? I don't know. Do he was wearing so? sunglasses. <laughs> I was gonna say he looks like he could be partly Native American. I mean, maybe. Uh, I just mainly based on like the way he was dressed and stuff. I was okay. like, oh, yeah, he's like pit a middle aged pit bull. That's hilarious. Well, I want to maybe me and Deacon will do the test to figure out what what's really going on here because my mom and dad claim that we're just Spanish, one hundred percent. Yeah, and I'm like, really? there's no way. I there's don't no way. Think so. Yeah, it's really fun. I bought mine um, right after St. Patrick's Day. They did, or like on St. Patrick's Day, they did a sale and it was $89. So like 23andMe gives you like a fuller DNA profile and you find out about food allergies and stuff. And they actually, like 23andMe, as they learn new parts of the... um, they de- like they find out new things like what new things on the DNA mean they'll update you oh. as they decode there we go as they decode uh-huh the fucking I knew what you were saying okay good um I've been talking all day and now nothing makes sense but anyway so 23 and me is like really cool but it's $300 oh shit so that's kind of an investment but for 89 bucks I was like yes let's get to the bottom of this yeah so you know, maybe maybe on St. Patrick's Day, buy some lovers kits and yeah, get to the bottom of your gene pool. Hell yeah! Um, I want to know what we're gonna create, man. We're gonna yeah, create something. 
I don't know. You don't know. Maybe we won't once we find out. She can't what? have that going out into the world. What would you find out on your DNA? Um, I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, I'm actually fine. With whatever. Being anything. So yeah. I, I'm not sure. But I was going to say I might, if I was a vampire from Transylvania. Um, That'd be super cool. Can they tell me if I'm a vampire? I mean, they can tell you anything. So... That would probably be it. There we go. Maybe our listeners can just uh, buy the kit. I was going to say, we'll do a GoFundMe. We'll do a GoFundMe. Help us. Help us. Figure out what we are. It'll be, then we'll do the reveal on air. And it's like you're investing in a future exciting episode of the Simone J podcast. Um, So Coca Pelli is described as a trickster god, which I do not like. You don't like trickster gods? I hate trickster gods. Loki Why? was a trickster god. I just think it's a ve- it's like the lowest form of humor, like punking people. It's very Ashton <laughs> Kutcher, and I don't like it. I don't like a trickster god. I like an honest and loving god. Uh-huh. If we're going to create, like, uh, as a Satanist, I believe that all gods are created from within humans because we want to have something to look for, too. Yes. Like, create someone who's, like, better, who has a higher evolved sense of comedy. <laughs> this is what I'm just saying. Because uh, jokes are very important to me. So uh-huh. tricksterism fucking sucks. Why do you want someone who's not a straight shooter? Like, why do you want that person to be a god? Do you think the trickster gods are just created to help people cope um, when they have, like, really bad luck? Or I think so, yeah. down and out or bad things happen to them and they're like, oh, it's that tricky Loki again lurking around. Um, I hadn't thought about that, nor had I researched it, and that makes perfect sense. <laughs> it was just a thought. No, I that makes know. perfect sense. Um, if I uh, didn't just fall asleep every time I'm listening to mythologies, I might know, <laughs> but I think you've answered it, is that it's to explain sort of like fumbles and confusions in life is you know someone's playing tricks on you i mean i did watch all the seasons of vikings so so you know what's up um there's like a new uh nordic show on netflix and it looks like it would be like a serious historical drama but it's a comedy it's kind of like a monty python take on viking times Ooh. It's real good. Are they hot? They're pretty hot, and okay. some of them are real ugly, and it's very funny, and I will find out the name because I do not remember. Do they have cool hairstyles? Yeah. The they girls? All just, uh, are there girls on it? Yeah, there's girls. I think they have cool hairstyles. Because in Vikings, they always had really elaborate braids, and that's partly what I was there for. Oh, you were there for the braids? Pretty you came much. for the braids? Came for the braids, stayed for the sex. Okay, this show is more about jokes, okay. but um, <laughs> you're like, stop focusing on the braids. No, I'm super into this. I'm gonna watch. I would watch a show for the braids. You think I don't watch Riverdale to see hot fucking teens have sex? That show, the hair, makeup, costumes, lighting, set All design, fuck me in the asshole, Are and you- I'll like it. <laughs> that show is fucking pretty. Are you caught up? No, I don't. I haven't watched season two because it's oh. not on the internet for free. And it I, is on what? On the CW website. Oh, I need to watch it then. No, I'm. I haven't watched any of season two. Or maybe I signed in. I, I don't have a login. I use my mom's in um her her mm. cable. I'll try to use my mom's. I think I know her password. 
I'm 30 years old and so much of my stuff is still through my mom. <laughs> it's fine. I it's love you, I'm mom. listen, I'm deep in my 30s and I have never had more of a messy life than I do right now. <laughs> but um I mean, I look good and that counts for something. Sounds like that Coco Pelli's been around tricking you. He's been tricking me. Coco Pelli has been tricking me into quitting jobs and not saving money. And uh, <laughs> God damn it. And uh, and now I'm making my own blankets because I told him to fuck off. So <laughs> I got no blankets. So the one tribe that I wrote about uh, mm-hmm. their interpretation of Coco Pelli was the Hopi. Um, and they believe that his back is full of seed. And that's where he keeps his babies. Um, And they also believe, this is why I wrote about it. They believe that he has a female consort called Coco Pelmimi. I love that. Coco Pelmimi. And Coco Pelli would go around seducing the women of the tribe. And Coco Pelmimi would seduce the men. So, like, they're married to each other, but they go around and they're, like, they're, like, those couples that kill together, you know? Mm. Except for they're, like, this couple that's, like, hey, I'll trick the dudes into fucking me. You trick the chicks. Like, yeah, it'll be so fun. Uh And then then it gets them all hot and bothered. And then they fuck each other. Yeah. Because in this case, so, like, this is the weird thing. They're, they always describe it as seducing the women. Like, she's seducing the men, he's seducing the women. But, like, in this case, seduced means tricked. So, it's people who don't want to have sex with him, but he seduces them. And that's a fine line. Um, I think we talked about that when we were talking about ghost fucking. And I talked about that mm. Dracula movie where it's, like, yeah. she wanted that Dracula guy to fuck her, but, like... She was under a spell. Yeah. And I don't know if that counts. I don't think it does because then when you come out of the spell, you have so much regret. Think about how often this happened on Xena, Warrior Princess. I've never seen Xena, Warrior Princess. Or on Hercules. Never seen that either. Well, I don't know what you were doing with your life back then. I was really into puppets. Okay. (laughs) That's. Basically, the the years that those shows aired on television, I was really busy with puppets. Okay. Well, I was busy watching Xena with my mom every night. Nice. Um, but it, it seemed like so often the women would get tricked into having some sort of sexual ex- relation with a guy. And then the next day, oh, she's so sad. I don't like that. Why did why did I do that? Where did he go? A lot of times it's like, why uh. did he just leave? So this is, that's a total Cocopelli situation. Yeah. And this is why I don't believe, okay, I'm, I'm not above it. I'm not better than anyone. I dated that <laughs> fella over the summer that was so fucking pretty. I was so into him. I couldn't keep my head straight around him. Like I couldn't. I just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. It was I was not myself around him because I was enchanted. He was a very enchanting person. And I get that because I myself am an enchanted person. But he out enchanted me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you never want to date someone that you can't like that you lose your fucking head around. That's yeah. not good. No. So this Cocopelli, same situation. He strolls into town. He seduces them. And the next day he's gone. Like they're pregnant. That's his thing. He gets them pregnant and then he hits the road. And they're like, where'd he go? Oh, 
So, like, in the case of the Hopis, like, the girls were scared of him. They were, like, oh, scared. Really? It was, like, almost like a boogeyman. They're, like, oh, oh I don't want to, um, I don't want to, uh, I don't want Cocopelli to get me, like, because they don't want to oh, get pregnant. Shit. Yeah, that's not cool. Does anyone ever pray to Coco Pelli? Like, they want Coco Pelli? They want him to come when they need rain or, like, the crops to flourish or the game animals to fuck so they have more food to hunt. And also, I think if there's, like, a birth drought in the village, like, so they do, in most cultures that have fertility deities, they do care about them. They're, like, super into them. And so I just think it's a really interesting thing to be like yeah he's this revered trickster god who's so cool and he seduces women but like little girls are scared of him yeah because it's scary because i bet they're like parents are like you better be careful or coco is gonna come get you or maybe is it a blessing like oh coco got you and they're like dude i'm 16 and pregnant i'm scared i hate ah! this i don't know but um the winnebago indians believed that he could he had a detachable penis and mm-hmm. he would detach it and send it down river to impregnate bathing young maidens so you can't even fucking take a bath in the river without being scared of this dude's dick coming at you i don't like that i don't like that either that's like uh you know i think it's like certain rivers in africa you can't pee in them because if you pee there's like uh this parasite that like finds your urethra by your pee and it crawls up your urethra and then it has barbs and like lodges itself in your bladder so, like, they're, like, you can go in the water, but, like, do not fucking pee because it, like, that's how it senses, like, oh, shit, warm body, I'm gonna get up in it. And it gets up, and then you have to have surgery to remove it because it's embedded, whatever the fuck this thing is, uh, yeah, it embeds itself in your bladder. And so, anyways, Cocopelli sent his dick down river. That's fucking terrifying. Yeah, and this is why, like, I always say for a vegan, I'm, like, very wary of nature. Because, like, yeah. I love nature. I think it's beautiful. I respect it. But also, there are things. There's so many things. There are so many things in it. Oh. you got to watch out. Yeah. I'm, like, less scared of nature now than I used to be. Because now I go hiking and I, you know, I swim in rivers and shit. And I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Um, a really nice bonding moment a friend of, uh, a friend and I had was we both had to pee. And it was, like, it was really crowded, this like river hike, and there were just people everywhere and kids everywhere, and there was nowhere you could sneak off to pop a squat. So we just went to like the dark waiting area, like, and we just kind of squatted and like just peed <laughs> next to each other. But I was downstream from her, so I was like, I totally got covered in her pee, and I did not care. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah. It's like, you know what? Aww. We're friends. Yeah. I'll let your pee wash over me. That is, oh. Just let your pee wash over me. What a bonding <laughs> moment indeed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's better that. than, I don't know. You could like get matching friendship necklaces or you could just pee on each other. <laughs> What's better? What's better? We don't know. Uh, we don't know. We don't know. All right. You want to hear why I don't like Coca Pelli? Yeah. Give me your reasons. Let me right. let me see if I agree. Because I got so mad researching oh, him. Oh, you did? He's like, he's so ubiquitous with like Southwest stuff and Native American stuff. And I never really thought anything of him other than like, you know, you see a lot of corny ass people wearing Coca Pelli shirts. And I'm like, so just you're always a tourist. Um, but, <laughs> and I didn't, so I, but I didn't have like feelings on him. Uh, and then I was getting so fired up reading about him on the treadmill. <laughs> Whoa. 
So here's why I don't like him. Aside from the fact that he's a trickster god. Uh-huh. He's not hot, but he gets the girls through trickery. Not cool. Not cool. Not cool, dudes. <laughs> it's like a guy being like, oh, yeah, I'm in a band. Like, picture before Facebook or MySpace, before the internet, dudes would always say, oh, I'm in a band, because you had no way of checking. And then you'd be like, oh, he's in a band. Oh, he's yeah. so cool. And, like, that dude doesn't even know how to play guitar. There's no way. It's yeah. better now. There's less trickery going on, because you can, you can reference these fucking fools. Um, anyways. Man. I was thinking back all the times someone tried to trick me. Those motherfuckers. Dude, it's so <laughs> like I I had a friend who would always tell guys like on online dating, she'd say she was 27 when she was 29 or 30. And I was like, but like, why? Yeah. Like, what does that prove? And also that's like saying anyone you go on a date with, you're not going to have a relationship with them. Because right. you're going to lie for the rest of your yeah. life about how old like, you who, are. What are you, Catherine Zeta-Jones? You're going <laughs> to lie about your age forever? Get out of here, you know? Yeah. I just don't – I don't understand. And what do I know? Like maybe I should use some trickery um, instead of being a super honest person. Well, but- I, I, I think maybe – I think here's a good balance is – not lying but not not also not showing all your cards yes okay that's fair the first time i met deacon i i told him some shit i probably should have waited to like yeah maybe a year in to tell him what would you have to wait a whole year to tell someone i don't know um because i just feel like i want i don't know the first time i met him i told him how my ex-boyfriend abused me and um fractured my collarbone and strangled me and you're like maybe i should have waited a little bit yeah it was the first night yeah i mean you got lucky because deacon is like the type of person that you can say that stuff to and it's no judgment nothing but like love and understanding even if you were a complete stranger like he wouldn't which is exactly he was like wow that's really fucked up I'm sorry that happened. Mm, I can relate in some aspects. Yeah. And then we just continued our night. And yeah. it was chill. That's like the best response ever. Yeah. And I'm like when I told someone about when I was raped and then I had to hold them while they cried because they were so upset that I had been raped. And you're like, whoa, this yeah. is intense in a different sort of way. I was like, I really wish... I hadn't told you that story. I had never told anyone that before, and I told it to them. And uh, instead of being like, this is an unhealthy reaction on their behalf, uh, I was like, I'm not going to tell people this anymore. Yeah. And that was stupid. All of that is stupid. All yeah. of what I said was stupid because no. that was stupid. But when you, you know, you, you learn how to interact with human beings as you get older. Yeah, definitely. So that was intense. but you know i don't yeah Um, i i mean shitty things happen to everyone and it's just a part of um unfortunately both of our pasts we have some shitty things that have happened that's i mean that's like everyone yeah and it's not something that i think of every day it's not a huge part of my life and like for me it's it's a weird way to hedge your bets when going into a relationship because like 
I think I talked on a way early episode about how I tell people really early on that I have depression just to let them know like, Hey, I'm not depressed now. I will get depressed. Um, and I recently had like a friendship where I think the person is like mad at me because we were working on something together and I just got really depressed. Like, like not good. Like I just went through some really bad weeks where like my head was in a really fucking bad spot for a while where you're like suicide's totally logical like i'm not being emotional or mentally ill it's just a really logical choice for where i'm at right now like that's fucked up right yeah so anyways um and so i uh reached out to the person to be like hey i'm really sorry and i and i know i've been in the wind and i've just been depressed and whatever and um i'm still waiting to hear back because like i don't know if you know I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. So I tell people really early on, like, hey, not depressed now, just so you know, like, this happens. Right. Just to give them a heads up. Um, I wait a little bit longer to tell them about my eating disorder issues, but I also kind of put that up front because it's right. like, just like on a day-to-day basis, you need to know how I operate as a human being. And like, I could pretend to be normal and like, that's not good. Right. Um, yeah. Totally. So. Yeah. And I agree. It's like, it's not something that I I think about a lot, but it's something that comes up so randomly. Like, I was listening to a podcast um, called Serial Killers or Killers or something, uh-huh. and they were doing an episode about the Boston Strangler, and um, or maybe it's called Strangler. I don't know what the fuck it was called. Anyway, it was called something and it was about something else. Yeah, it was about the Boston Strangler. And the lady was saying how um, she was citing a study that victims of strangulation were uh, more likely to suffer a stroke later on in their life. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, and so you immediately freaked out. Um, I was going to say, so I kind of just like turned the podcast off. Yeah. Had to like take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. And then I went home and I was like, I might have like a stroke one day and maybe it was more likely happened because someone did this thing to yes. me. And that's when it comes like it comes yeah. up in those ways when all of a sudden something just reminds you that that happened to you. Yeah. And you go, oh, fuck, man. I I guess I still have to deal with this in some way. Yeah, it's Um, nice that it's, like, in the recesses of your mind, but it's, like, yeah. Yeah, and so um, when I told Deacon, I mean, it it was kind of still very fresh. Yeah. So that is probably why I was so open and vulnerable about it, because I was, like, this is fucking crazy that someone would even do this to another person. And I just want to tell everybody because it happened to me and it was traumatic and crazy. And it's part of the Um, healing process. Yeah, totally. Just like letting your voice be heard. And um, I don't know, it's a weird situation just when you have so many mutual friends and the different reactions and everything that everyone has. um, It's really interesting and and hard. Yeah. Um, But sometimes I think... Maybe that was just Coco Pally fucking with me because <laughs> that relationship, yeah, I think I would not have met Deacon had it not been for yes. that, for being in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in a weird twist of fate way, it's all connected 
Yeah. And so maybe that was just Coco Pally giving me a little bit of shit before I found my like ultimate happiness. Yeah. Well, okay. Listen, you're really selling me on the value of a trickster god because I am a firm believer. You know how people are like, uh, they'll be like, well, if it weren't for this, then that wouldn't have happened. But it's like your whole life, like everything leading up to meeting Deacon was shaping you into the person to be like it's this is I'm going to say something super hippie ish. But, like, love is so beautiful. Like, your love that you have with Deacon is super beautiful. Like, you guys are so um, positive for each other, right? And so everything that happened in your life, not even just, like, this relationship putting you in the time and the place to meet him, but also, like, everything that happened to you shaped you into the human being that he loves. Right. And so, like, it was all preparing you. Like, every single thing that you do is preparing you to be who you are today and it's like guess what like or okay I've been driving for what 17 years so every day that I've been driving has prepared me to be a better driver today like even the minutiae things you know and so I don't know when people look at phases of their life and they like regret them or whatever and I'm like but that was a very deep learning experience and that's the importance you know oh yeah Oh, yeah, totally. I totally agree with you. And no regrets. Just, um, you know, sometimes it's hard. It's you have to walk the tough roads to get to where you want to be. Yeah. And And like, just like, when in doubt, just remind yourself that it's content for a podcast. Exactly. (laughs) Because like, sometimes I'm like that, you know, I I uh, have been writing stand up and I think I want to get into doing stand up. Yeah. Um and uh I've always written these like monologues and stuff and so even when bad stuff happens to me I'm like I can see the funny in it and I'm like this is just content. Like Yes. So yeah. um or like if you say you aren't an artist but like you really you're a parent or you want to be a parent like every hard lesson you're learning is something you can pass on to your children like that's actually that's what myths are is like yes let's teach our children through our life experiences totally so there's i'm a hippie i mean it's great and i think that's part of being open to and not being ashamed of things like that is Mm -hmm. um just teaching others and learning and it's great learning sharing healing holes and souls I was just about to say, you're whole your soul. You're whole your soul. So, okay, I don't like Coco Pally because he's hot, but he gets the girls through trickery. That fucking sucks. He thinks he's funny, but his jokes are just mean. Yeah. Like, I don't like that. I don't like that sense of humor. I hate, like, the idea, like, you go to sit down and someone pulls your chair out from under you or, like, someone hides your car keys or, like, I'm like, that's actually not funny. Like, the show Punked isn't funny to me. That's, like, the lowest form of comedy. So, fuck that. Yeah. There's a, a radio show in Phoenix, um, and it, there's a little skit they do called Carmen Calls. Uh-huh. Have you ever heard these? Uh-uh. And the, this chick calls up businesses and, like, prank calls them. Oh, yeah, but she's just, like, shitty. Yeah, they're not funny no. at all. She's just mean. She's like, I fucked your husband, or, like, you're fat. And they're just insults. Yeah, and it's like, not. I hate her fucking skit and every time it comes on i turn off the radio because i'm not supporting it yeah good for you don't support bad humor the worst thing you can ever do is laugh at something that's not funny i dated that semitic fella and he 
thought he was so funny. And I don't care if you're not funny. I do care if you make jokes nonstop and they aren't funny. Yeah. Where I'm just like, listen, so comedy's not for everyone, you know? Right. Like, a lot of my friends, not funny, really smart people and interesting, that's fine. But don't try to be the comedic person in the room and you're not fucking funny. And then every time I wouldn't laugh at a joke, he'd be like, oh, are you in a mood? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm not in a mood. I'm just not encouraging this because it's actually not funny. I'm not 10 and therefore I don't find your jokes to be very funny. Just like I don't fake orgasms because I'm not going to encourage you to do something that's not good. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah, I need to work on that because I have a really bad habit, um, mainly with guys. If I'm uncomfortable or they say something that I'm uncomfortable with, I just laugh. That is the and uh, then, stock uh, female response. Later, I feel like shit that I just laughed. Yeah. And I'm like, me. My art teacher tried to make a joke about Harvey Weinstein. And I was like, I, I was like, that's not not funny. It's not I mean, his, time yet. His, not only like I, he was like, let me make a joke about Harvey Weinstein. I was like, really? This Just I don't, don't think you should. And then he's like, no, no, no. And he tried to relate him to like a large animal who will sacrifice himself um, to like small animals, like a water buffalo or something with like tusks. And the smaller pack of animals will come and kill it. But he'll still try to go over there because he thinks maybe he can eat one of the animals and he's willing to get taken down. And and I was like, none of this is fun. I was just staring at him. I'm like, I know. Stop using words. And he's like, do you get it, though? And I was like, I I get what you're trying (laughs) to say, kind of. But I still like there's nothing even funny about it. And then I was just like, you know. He didn't think he would ever get taken down. That's yeah, the whole That's the thing. whole point. He ruined tons of women's um, careers or threatened to because they would wanted to say something. Yeah. So he wasn't afraid that anyone was going to take him down. He was perfectly fine silencing everyone. Yeah. And it, he got away with it for decades. Exactly. So like, and it's it, not funny. Yeah. And it was like, I was proud of myself for being like, no no like in no way at all can i just like act like good job good job for for your fucking witty insightful commentary on this situation fucking dick i don't know there's a there's a time and a place and it is not now or here or then (laughs) or then or there or there (laughs) ever ever um so so coca belly uses sex to control women uh he also has bad posture like an indie rock jerk you know those fucking jerks you know those fucking jerks they're all slumpy and you're like they all have hunchbacks yeah and you're like oh he's so insecure and sensitive and that's why he can't stand up straight okay listen i struggle with bad posture like fucking stand up like a man you know why they're hunched over because they're not proud of themselves because they're pieces of shit i love that one of your points is that he has bad posture it is totally valid it's a valid reason just some fucking like oh like okay because that's a sign of weakness so he's this weak fucking wiener dude who doesn't get chicks because he's like buff and strong and can like is like strong mate potential right like they're not looking at him being like "Ooh, he's healthy and has good genetics that'll pair well with mine to create offsprings no like they're fucking him because he's like trickstery because he's this little weasel 
It's like stand up straight. Oh, you know why you can't stand up straight? Because you're not proud of yourself. You should be ashamed, you fucking dick. <laughs> and your songs aren't that good. The world doesn't need one more fucking white guy doing solo acoustic acts. Although some of them are good and a lot of the music I listen to we, is just dudes. I'm, I was going to say, like, we have Jack Johnson and that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. I kind of like him. I'm not mad at it. I, I, I mean, I was a huge Frank Turner right fan. Now. There's a white guy with a guitar. So, like, I mean, I'm not totally against it, but, like, you know, just stand up. Just have better posture. Be, like, a person. I see people all the time, too, where I'm, like, I'm, like, you're fine as hell. Like, you're cool as shit. Why are you sulking around like you ain't the bomb? Like, fucking get some pep in your step. Yeah, especially tall guys. I feel like they almost feel uncomfortable being taller than everyone else so they kind of like slouch so maybe they're a little bit more to everyone else's height yeah and it's like be proud yeah you're a fucking giant among men own that own that shit whatever own whatever the fuck you're working with own it i hate when women have like they salt because they're trying to hide their breasts and become less feminized which i get because it's like you do get unwanted attention. It's hard out there for some big boobies. Yeah, but just like whatever it is, strut your stuff. You know you're the shit. I recently started following the Doyan on Instagram. He's a local musician. Okay. Um, he's fucking bomb. Check him out. He's like gay guy, does kind of a draggy thing, does dance music. It's really fucking good. But like his whole Instagram feed is just pictures and like comments being like, know you're the shit drink your water take your meds like oh you think today isn't the day to love yourself fuck that love yourself stand tall like i fucking love it everyone follow the doyan on instagram that sounds amazing he's i've never met him i just know him through friends of friends and now i know him through his gram and i'm all about it because like i've been having that thought a lot lately because i forget that i'm the shit like, I'll, I'll go through phases where I'll feel like I'm just, like, this gross, like, monster. And I go back to being, like, junior high, insecure. Like, mommy tells me I'm fat and ugly. And I let that voice dominate. And right. it's, like, everybody look in the mirror and know, like, you deserve – you deserve to, like, take good care of your body. You deserve – you know what? You're a fucking goddess. And you know what fuels that fire? Some good fucking food. Like, eat healthy. Work out. Because you – not because – a vanity but because you deserve to like nurture your being yes so do that don't be slumping around with like no coca pelly ass fool that's right all right that's a good reason not to like him yes you sold me all right so i like that the posture was the part that really threw it <laughs> now here it really sold me <laughs> here's i did my notes where i took the notes in one color ink and then i wrote my comments in another and oh. this this red pen comment got real fucking long. I was worked up. Okay. Let's so, hear it. Because, yeah, I'm looking. I'm like, mm-hmm. So, Coca Belly, he trades skin shirts, moccasins, seeds, or blankets for sex. Now, I put next to skin shirts, R. Kelly, sweatsuits. Because you know who else uses music and sex to control oh, women? Shit. Multiple women. R. Kelly. Our motherfucking Kelly. So, like, if a man says, here, put on this sweatsuit, here, put on this skin shirt, and I'll fuck you, because you respect my music, run away. Run away. Run away. Do you think maybe Coco Pelly is possessing R. Kelly? I'm just saying Coco Pelly, R. Kelly, listen to it, think about it. (laughs) 
I mean, this is okay. I'm going to read my note now. My really long note. Okay, I'm ready. Just because a guy strolls into town and offers you a skin shirt does not mean you should fuck him. Evolutionarily, it may seem he's a good provider, but that fool is a fucking carny ass drifter and is not going to be around for the years of shared parental investment it takes to raise a human child. So, Coco Pelli, R. Kelly, carny ass drifter. Think about it. Think about it. I'm just saying. Don't ever. These dudes who be, they, what do they call it? They call it tricking when you're like fake spending. Like, oh, uh huh. They, I, I just know from Iggy Azalea lyrics that it ain't tricking if you got it. Oh. But like these dudes come in tricking, acting all splashy, and you're like, oh, he can spend money. He took me to this restaurant. But like, meanwhile, you don't see that he lives in an efficiency apartment with his dog and they work at a call center together, you know? So this fucking. This guy, Coco Pelli's going to act like, oh, I can provide for you. I got this shirt. I got these seeds. And he's going to put a baby in you and he's going to run out on you. And you're never going to see any child support ever. So I just don't I don't like the idea of these like fucking Coco Pelli being this like baby daddy. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. Sending your dick down a river. How dare you put your dick in the water? That's like not consensual at all. If you sent your dick down river. Can you imagine you're just in a floaty and all of a sudden you just see this dick swimming up and you're like, no, no. It's like Jaws. You're trying to get away (laughs) and it just keeps getting closer, inching closer and closer to your thighs and you're splashing and you're swimming so hard. You've fallen out of your tube. You're not even in the tube anymore. You are flipped over doing full on swim. And you look back and this little dick's just swimming up like a salmon. Just, it's on you. It is so close. And then, oh, there it is. It's in you. Can you You couldn't. You couldn't get away. That's so horrific. I know. It's so fucking horrific. That's the visual I'm getting in my head. I'm trying to get away. Yeah, you do not. That fucking downriver dick. (laughs) (laughs) Just jumping like the salmon upriver. Oh my god, it's just splashing up. Oh, I don't like it. And I felt bad like having this opinion. Like the more I read about Cocopelli, I was like, I don't like this. I just think he's problematic. <laughs> and I don't want to like I don't want to talk bad about other people's cultures, right. you know? But also, and I understand like everything cultural relativism. Maybe when you need, you know, you need the population, You, it's okay to have this right. trickster guy knocking people up or whatever. He's good for sometimes, but, you know, ev- everyone has their bad sides. And we're all about consent these days. I think that's the main thing is that we're all about consent. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I don't feel like Coco Pelli always got it. So. Yeah, he didn't. No. Didn't get so. it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've learned a lot about him, though. Yeah, I feel like I really pulled the curtain back on Coco Belly. I really revealed him. You did. You did. Maybe we should just pick a trickster deity from all every religion and just we'll tackle him. Tackle him. One, one, one trickster one. at a time. One trickster at a time. We got Satan. Satan is a... I'd say... Right, he's he's tricky. And yeah, he's I tricking people in the Catholic religion. He's always oh, trying to, is he? Maybe he's you can trying teach to me about lure that. them yeah. onto his side. 
trying yeah. to possess people. Ooh, I've been watching The Exorcist. It's good. Um, The Exorcist is that a TV show? Yeah. Oh, it's on its second season. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll check it out. The first season, they were like, um, the daughter in the movie The Exorcist. She's like all grown up, and it's her family. Her daughter's possessed now, and now in the second one. The two priests who met in the first season, they're just like buddies traveling the USA, exorcising, exercising people. Oh, okay. So, um, and there's like, yeah, there's like a side story. There's family, blah, 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 family. Oh, man. I mean, growing up Catholic, like nothing scarier than the thought of becoming possessed by the devil. Let me tell you. (laughs) That's scary. Yeah, it's very frightening because it seems so possible. I mean, I was raised that way, but we were, my family, like, I was raised Southern Baptist, and it's less about satanic possession, and it's all about the rapture. Okay. Like, because the danger is that you aren't going to get raptured, and you're going to be left behind. And and it's definitely happening. Yeah, it's definitely going to happen. It's going to happen within our lifetime. All the signs are pointing to it, and then it'll be like, well, here's an example. In the book of Revelations, it says that locusts will fill the skies, giant locusts. And if you think about it, like, they didn't know what helicopters were then, but helicopters are the giant locusts. And it's going to be a military state because of the New World Order. (laughs) That was how I was raised. Oh, wow. But yeah, we didn't, they didn't talk a whole lot about possession. Uh My mom told me she had a Ouija board when she was little and it would only ever spell bitch and vicious. Um, no matter when she used it or with who. Well, maybe she shouldn't have been such a vicious bitch. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> Belinda. <laughs> She's just like a little girl. She's a little girl She's trying little to play girl. with the Ouija. But um, no, she said that they tried to burn it and the flames just went around it and it wouldn't catch fire. It's probably because it was and made out of fucking anti-flammable. like There's no explanations okay. for this, Sydney. All right. I just say generally try to make kids toys so that they don't catch on fire very easily. No one can explain this. Okay. They, all right. they took it to the priest and had it blessed and then oh. they chopped it into a bunch of tiny pieces and then they lit it on fire. Oh, and then it worked? And then it burned. But probably only because the priest blessed it. How do we sleep when our boards are burning? I don't know the rest of that song. I just, how do we sleep if our boards aren't turning? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yeah. Yeah. Put that song on our karaoke list. (laughs) There you go. Man, I haven't, I went like two weeks ago to karaoke. It was okay. I sing, I sing um, the Fuji song, you know, the, the one, uh, <laughs> what is it called? Tell me. Uh, their hit song that Lauren Hill sings. Um, she sings. Let's see. I it have, was a cover song, I think. I have it on my karaoke list that I keep. Yeah, please tell me because I'm actually brain farting. Me too. And what I sing it all the time when I go to karaoke. I just pull up my list because uh, I just seem to go blank all the time. I'm like, I've never sang before. Uh, Killing me softly. Oh, yeah, yeah. I heard he sang a good song. I heard it. He had there we a go. style. There we go. Okay. Well, yeah. 
we'll get we'll work on it we'll work on it we'll work on it i mean i can only i only the only songs i know by heart are the songs from moana are you kidding me what is with this fucking moana man have you seen moana no but people just keep quoting moana to me um well when it first came out i it was when i was like trying to move out of state and so in moana oh i remember you told me that yeah she was Everyone was telling her to stay on the island. You're supposed to stay on the island. Happiness is on the island. And she was like, okay, yeah, I guess I can do it. And she tried to convince herself, like, I can find happiness here. But her heart kept calling her back to the sea. Mm -hmm. And so I just was, like, in a real weird place mentally, which I always am in. And um, but people kept being like, well, maybe you can find happiness here. And I'm like, it's 122 fucking degrees and there's no entertainment industry. So I'm just going to sit in my house and I'm going to go to work at a job I don't want. Yeah. And then I'm going to go home and sit in my house because I can't leave because otherwise I'll fucking melt because I I go psychotic every summer because I just can't. Right. The heat is something. It's, I, it does something to you. It, it does. Yeah. Everyone in Phoenix is very short-tempered. It's a mess. And everyone's just trying to get anywhere that has air conditioning. Yeah. That's, and then you just, like, you walk from your work to your car, and then you have to fucking go sleep for 12 hours. And I don't like it because I'm, like, a person who likes to be out and about, and I like to go places, and I generally, like... You know, I go like 17 different places every day and I like to hang out with different people and whatever and just feeling like I can't do any of that. Yeah. It makes me lose my goddamn mind. It's upsetting. I feel like pretty much everyone I know every year starts talking about moving out of state yep. like when summer hits. That's why I'm buying like, an RV because like I, I'm like next time I lose my mind, I want to just drive out of state. But also now that sounds I, like a good idea. I have a job where I can transfer. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, if I can just stay there for a year and transfer, whatever. Yeah. Anyways, we're going to get bought out by a big podcast network and we'll move It'll to wherever be they're based. It's It'll totally be fine. fine. But um, yeah, so Moana really spoke to me okay. and I spent a lot of time because I couldn't leave my house just watching Moana and being like, it's a beautiful story. Yeah. I did listen uh, one day me and Deacon were driving out like way the fuck out to Mesa for some reason. And we did listen to a whole thing on NPR about the making of Moana and just how many like it took so many artists and Mm -hmm. cartoonists, whatever they're called, um, to just to create like they had teams just to create the waves in the water and the way the water character moved and versus the fire character. And it just seemed amazing. And I remember being like, we need to check this out because these people worked really hard on this and movie. And we need to look at it. Yeah, like I want to see what's up because the way they're talking about it, I'm impressed. It's really beautiful. And then if you think of like as a digital artist, like just those teams of people being able to communicate and work on files together. Because I know a lot of people use Photoshop in a way where they, they don't label things or organize their files in a way like they could even make sense of it in a year. So I am really impressed at like people collaborating within an animating software where so many people like there's got to be a really interesting organization organizational system right so that everyone can understand each other's work yes because if you don't understand someone's artistic process like it's going to be really hard totally so i don't know maybe i'll look up that npr story you should it was it was interesting i think it was on like science friday or something I love Science Friday. I know, me too. Ira Flato sounds like Alan Alda, and yeah. I enjoy that. Me too. I like Ira Flato and Alan Alda. They're both great. Alan Alda both runs great. a charity that helps with uh, 
coming up with new ways to teach science. Oh, speaking of great people. Oh, uh, quickly. Oh, it's coming <laughs> and so am I. The ball in your pocket. Yeah. This week for Paul in Your Pocket, I'd like you guys all to go visit paulreiser.com. Oh, man. You went to his website? He has his own website. What's it like? Um, You know, it, it has some some stuff about him. It has a little biography and whatnot. You know, his work, where you might see him in the upcoming future. Stuff like that. Just basic Paul Just- Reiser. It's a pretty basic website, but it's all about Paul Reiser. I love it. PaulReiser.com. Oh, cool. Oh, you know what? I also, I made us a show Amazon account so we can now add things to our wish list. And if you want to buy us things from our wish list, you can just go on Amazon and type in um, SimoneJPodcast at gmail.com and it'll give you access to see our Amazon wish list. Um, I tried to add some ecstasy testing strips, but like all of them... Like, on the Canadian version of Amazon, you can buy them. And on the American version, they're, like, labeled as something else. So, anyways, I haven't decided which one to put on our wish list yet. But it's all going to happen. And uh, next step is to have a Patreon. So. That's so exciting. We're moving on up. Moving on up. Well, in summary, Coco Pelly is kind of a dick. But when bad things happen in your life, maybe just blame him. Maybe blame him. Also, if you get pregnant and say you're like dating a white dude, but then you gave birth to a brown baby, you can say, oh, well, it was Coco Pelli because he washed his dick down the river and that's probably where it came from. I definitely didn't cheat on you with a professional athlete. Obviously. Yeah. So <laughs> when in doubt, blame Coco Pelli. <laughs> and have a happy hump day. Woohoo!